0: hey guys how's it going my name is dr tom lehue welcome to my channel and uh, in the description below is a link to my website tomlehue.com where you can get more information about enneagram coaching appointments or certificate programs i offer in enneagram coaching and thanks to my patrons i really appreciate your support as well now recently my daughter kaylee was able to to come into town she moved away from florida to montana she lives outside of glacier national park beautiful beautiful place well uh her and her husband just recently had a new baby and uh, they decided to come down uh, during the winter to visit us in florida which makes a lot of sense in the winter and we were able to sit down and talk a little bit about the enneagram and so um without uh, you know taking any more time i'm going to cut to some of those clips so that you can enjoy um you this conversation that we had about type one and in talking uh, about the enneagram check out her channel and uh, if you want to book an appointment with her you can she has a website and uh, thank you guys today for today i'm joined with my daughter kaylee and uh, good to have you today kaylee visiting with us and uh, kaylee has her own channel on youtube where guess what she talks about all kinds of things related to the enneagram and i have a link to her channel Also to my other daughter, Grace's channel in the description below well. Okay, Kaylee, good to have you visiting. And you are a type nine.
1: Yes, nine wing one.
0: Right. And at first you thought...
1: Type two. I thought
0: I was a two, which is a pretty common mistake.
1: My mom's a two. Right. Because I'm a type nine, so...
0: (laughs) Right. And sometimes nines pick up the energy of the people around them.
1: Yes, type confusion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Now, in your coaching appointments, do you find that sometimes people are confused about the yes. type?
1: Yes, I get a lot of people. I still do appointments. I haven't been posting as much, but I still exist. In and my, why haven't you
0: been posting as much?
1: I have a baby now. Yeah. Yes, I have a little And baby. also a husband. I, oh, well, <laughs> that's old news. Yeah, that's old news. Had a right. husband for a while, so. Right. Anyways, um, yes, so I get a lot of appointments of people trying to figure out their types, or I do get a lot of nines that are like, um, you're a nine, is this like, Am I crazy for this? And I'm like, oh no! Like, and then help nines understand themselves better because I've been an unhealthy nine, and now I'm a healthy nine, and how to go from one to the other. And so I do a lot of that. And I meet with other people other than nines. I love meeting with all different types because it's just it's fun. It's fun to um, talk with different people about what they're learning about, and also just like different struggles of, you know how the Enneagram can help through real life.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought it would be fun today to just kind of go around the dial and just shoot the breeze. Just literally just talk about whatever comes to our mind. Type, let's start with type one and go all the way around to nine. Um, do you have, we have some ones in our family. Do you have a lot of interactions with ones? What have those interactions been like? What have you learned uh, from spending time and talking to ones?
1: Um, so I have a really close friend who's a type one, actually. Um, she has uh, a few kids and, um, her husband works long hours. So she's a stay at home mom. She has her kids. She's homeschooling and she is wonderful. She's an inspiration, but she is so funny because the ones, she is a one and not everyone is going to be this way, but there's a lot of similarities in these types Anyways, I've noticed a lot of once and her specifically from spending time with her that this frustration in the background for others to be perfect and good, um, you know, it's coming from within of like, I need to be perfect and I need to be good. And if I'm in charge of you, I definitely, you have to be perfect and you have to be good too. And like always busy, not like her calendar's full, but just like tasks i have to be doing tasks you know there's always something to make better always something to straighten and um what's so funny is um like talking with her and other ones that i've met when they're on your side which a lot of times they will be they're good at giving like good solid information whether you ask for it or not they're good at giving good counsel you know they're very grounded but you know talking with her and um, sometimes you'll see that anger come out a little bit instead of it just being like, you can see they're frustrated in their own life, but they'll, they feel okay having anger on your behalf. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm frustrated about this. Well, you, yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's like, oh, 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 you have all those feelings in there. And, you know, I've seen ones use other people's frustrations as an outlet for their own anger because it's hard for them to have anger about their own situations, because that could be bad, but it's good to stand up for someone else.
0: So, for example, if you went into a store and they were rude, and you were telling the one about how rude this interaction was, then you might...
1: We should call their, we could definitely call HR, and That's get, ridiculous. You, know, we should, you could report them. The eight would probably do it, or just be like, wow, they're stupid and blow it off. Or tell you, know, you to do it. Yeah, tell you to do it. The one is gonna make sure you understand how you were legitimately wronged and how we could actually fix this. And it's like, well, thank you, thank you. I feel, wow, I feel very curved. Validated. Yes, thank you, I appreciate that. You
0: know, I had a one tell me one time. But it's also
1: grounded. It's not just all completely emotional. It's very grounded.
0: I had a one time, a one tell me one time. She was like, please, in your videos, communicate this, that we as ones, We don't feel like we're right and everybody else is wrong. We feel like we want to know desperately what is right and then get on the side of it. Mm -hmm. So it's sometimes I think our perception of ones is like, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. But I think she was trying to get the point across that we're trying to be in the right. Like there is an objective right. If there is an objective right in a situation, we're trying to align ourselves with it. Yeah. And... Why wouldn't everybody do that? I mean, it does. It, it is kind of one of those things when you actually like think about it. Like, why wouldn't everybody? You're almost a one. You're a yes. nine wing one. What what would be an obvious difference between how you tend to relate to things versus a, a, a true one? A true one. Yeah. Well, I
1: think like oftentimes that one they have that inner critic. There's like this nagging within themselves, but they don't. Oftentimes they they don't recognize that it is themselves. It's like there is this moral code, Jiminy Cricket, I am Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket is in my mind telling me and I'm just obeying the standard. I'm just meeting status quo and it's like, well, that's not actually the case. Some things, you know, there might be like a moral code, we all know not to murder, but like (laughs) making the bed every morning, some people like it left unmade and it is not wrong for me to want it made is an equal amount of good as for you to want it not made. It's equal. Like, it's, There's probably
0: some ones cringing right now. You know,
1: <laughs> that doesn't mean that's your preference, but being able to see. That's one thing I often talk about with ones is the idea of preference, mistakes, and sins. A lot of times ones believe that it's not even like my preference is the best it's like well this is the standard it would be a sin against me to do this and it's like no
0: or leaving sin crumbs on the counter itself.
1: is not a sin it is a mistake and sometimes a preference
0: yeah, and I always come back to this idea, like, okay, you want to be good. Screaming at people for leaving crumbs on the counter—is that good?
1: <laughs> or never not being able to
0: apologize—is that right.
1: what good little girls and boys do? Or fixing no.
0: fixing your gutters when your family is visiting? Well, the gutter's got to be fixed. It's
1: gotta be fixed. What can I do? <laughs> yeah, why did they come in town now? Yeah. Anyways, so. Right.
0: And I've known some ones that can look very seven-ish, like at least when I'm interacting with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're like when they get home, but like out in public, it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, are you sure you're not a seven?
1: Yeah. But Um, to answer your question, the experience of like me having a strong one wing versus a true experience is, I think I can hear the one voice of like, okay, fix this, do this. And I can find myself very busy Fixing and cleaning and tidying and organizing and checking off the list, but then I can say, "Well, I don't have to," or like, <laughs> "But, but if somebody else wants it a different way, that's fine too." Right. That whereas the one might not see it the same way because you know they're they're fixing and I might be like, eh, "I don't really feel like it."
0: Maybe yeah. have a hard time being as flexible as you could be about things. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Not insane. One is better than the other. Just that's. I think that's the difference. Is there's this underlying thing with the one where it's like they kind of have to. It's compulsion. They're compelled to do it. Whereas I feel inclined. Right. You know the and I think it's a similar thing with the two wing one. You know they feel inclined to do one things, but they don't feel compelled to do one things. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: All right, so let me see if I can remember to do this at the end of every one of these types we talk about. What is something that comes to your mind if you could like share one bit of, of encouragement or wisdom or help to that type? What would you say to a type one if they were maybe they were, coming to you for advice? What's one thing you might say Um, to them?
1: One thing that every type one that I've ever talked to that has wanted any kind of like advice that I think I've given to all of them. (laughs) is, um, would be...
0: (laughs) Keep it together, man. Keep it together.
1: (laughs) No, it's, um, other people can't read your mind, and it's, other people are different than you. It's, because it's not just the law. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's a speed limit sign that says 45 every, you know, mile, where everybody knows the speed limit is 45, and if you're going 50, you're choosing to go over the speed limit. So nobody knows when when you say, let's make the bed one time, or you say it, that, it's, that that's your speed limit sign. That is the law now. And if somebody doesn't do that, that they're intentionally breaking the law. Well, other people don't think the same way that you think. Everybody thinks differently. So you might get along very well with type ones, but also type ones can have a hard time with other type ones because they both think I'm following the speed limit. Well, you're, yeah. but they're
0: not in agreement necessarily on yeah. what that right yeah so okay. so so essentially what you're saying is from a nines perspective is other people have perspectives that make sense to them
1: yeah and you you can think they're doing this against me or they're doing right. the wrong thing I'm doing the right thing why would they if they could just do the right thing what you're you might actually be saying which you're not realizing what you might actually be saying is if they would just do what I want, I want them to do this, right? You think it's the right thing, but it's really a preference. If they just did what I wanted, then we wouldn't have problems. That's true. Yeah, in most I, cases, if people did what others wanted, you wouldn't have problems.
0: Yeah. And, and it'd be helpful for one to realize like you're, you're, you're focusing in on something. <coughs> your eyes tend to focus in on something that is, is being done incorrectly. Mm-hmm. What you don't realize, maybe, is that even when it comes to speed limits, there's a lot of people that are just driving down the road with no thought at all of speed limits. They're thinking, I'm getting to my destination, or mm-hmm. isn't it a beautiful day, or I've got my dog next to me. I'm so... Mm-hmm. And you yeah. may be surprised that some people are just oblivious. Well, you're probably not surprised. You're probably frustrated. Yeah. Well, and like for the <laughs> one parents
1: and the one spouses that I've talked to that are like, oh, my you know my child my spouse my friend they're my roommate they just oh my goodness and going on and on about like and it's it's not that the anger and the frustration and the hurt isn't real to the one it's just being able to recognize that that was already within you and somebody else prodded it right but there's oh my goodness and it's like okay you're mad at your kid you're literally what you're torn up over is they have cups of water in their room They're not doing drugs. They're not sleeping around. They're not sneaking out. They're not unsafe. They have cups of water (laughs) in their room. And so being able to like see maybe the bigger picture. That's okay as
0: long as it's not cups with milk left in your room. And I always thought it'd be cool to raise a one child. We didn't have a one child. But (laughs) I always thought it'd be cool to be a seven raising a one. Because I thought it'd be cool to just be like, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yeah. yourself. Calm. Calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> they say yeah. that one kids kind of raise themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yell at themselves so you don't have to. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, last thing I'll say about the one right. is um, I always recommend, if you haven't already read the poem, poems are ditzy and I know they're for <laughs> girls, whatever. There's one. There's one that I like a lot. And I recommend it to everyone because I think it is very good thing. It's very short. <laughs> Very short. It's called "Dust If You Must," and it's about like I feel like it really relates to, especially the doing types, but really the one of like there's always going to be things to do. There's always going to be a list. There's always going to be something to fix and always something to make better. But only do that if you have to, because life is so much more. And so I think, anyways, I always recommend that poem and all of the ones you have like, it memorized well
0: dust a few months i'm a nine
1: yeah no no i don't memorize because i just that's why i tell everybody to look it up Back actually up. i have
0: a good poem that you mentioned it for type ones probably ones would like it and probably fives would like it mm-hmm. it's really short it's something we used to say to our kids when they were little godfrey gordon gustav gore when will you learn to shut the door <laughs> <laughs> so when your kid you know comes out and they leave the door open hey shut the door And now, through the magic of editing, it's back to just me again. All right. Well, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed the video. And I hope you'll check out Kaylee's channel. She's got a lot of great information there. And as always, be present to life. I'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.